You have blown me away. I mean, I have to get it together right now. Lord, help me. I'm not playing either. I have never had anyone in those 25 years. See, I can't go there very long, but the way he described it is like, it's, I told my husband, it's my message today. And I, you'll see. I've never had anyone thank you for the honor. So I can't see, I can't look. This is day three, man. I've been incubating. <laughs> I've been saturating. And um, that really got to me greatly. Thank you. Thank you. For, help me, Jesus. Thank, let me push through. Right? I got to push through. Thank you for your hospitality, for the invitation. Your sister Rachel has been incredible for me. Thank you for last night. Our peeps had the time of their lives. You were so gracious to everyone. I looked up the word unique. This is a unique house. Amen. And it means one of a kind. And, you know, pastor's correct. I am in so many circles now. It's part of the call in my life. Man, when you can come to a refuge like this, man, you got you got you just you got to grab it, you got to stay, you got to plow. The rewards and the fruit and the benefits of being planted in the house of God will take you for the rest of your life. I'm one of them in my house at Victory Church, and um, you just—it's New Testament Christianity. You got to do it. And um, this is a unique house. We listen to those worship songs. So do your, I'm sure your people know all about it. I mean, you've got to get on your YouTube channels. Now, I've tuned in. In fact, thank you for YouTube audience. We've got quite a few watching us this morning. Wonderful to have them. Get on your YouTube channel, your Reach YouTube channel, and listen to these worship songs. There is such an anointing in this house, and it'll benefit you greatly. So thank you again so much. We've had a ball, and uh, we're not finished. I'm just about to dig in and start plowing again. But um, was this, this, so I came unglued with this baptism, and I don't know, it's just all wonderful. It really, truly is. Multiplication, and then I got to thinking this. I thought, you know, I'm just sitting here minding my own business thinking, if I'm so blessed, watching I thought, what's the father doing? I did. If I'm his ambassador at this moment, and I am, and I'm so moved, and my husband, he, he, I keep, my husband, I keep hearing him going, whoa, whoa, wow, wow. I'm like, I know, Mike, I can't go there yet. I'll come unglued. My time will be in the car on, the, on that causeway, man. It'll just, <laughs> I can't do it yet. Because I got to get, I got to plow. But I thought, if I'm so moved, what must the Father be doing? I believe He's so moved. I do mean that. I believe He's so pleased. And I keep hearing the words. And I, I had last night. I don't have it together yet, as far as the word. But there's a carving out that this church has has done and continues to do. There's a carving out. It's, it's carving out. You're carving out destiny. Honestly, carving. 
I got to look it up more. I'm just getting bits and pieces. And I kept standing here thinking, this is a unique refuge. And as I'm in other circles, and I, you're, you're privy as well to what's going on in the world. What a place to run to. What a place. I'm so blessed. These kids are on the ground worshiping and playing. And just like in Jesus' day. I could just see Jesus and all the kids running around and they're happy with the master. They're happy with their savior. It just is, to use a slang, the vibe here is incredible. (laughs) It just is. And uh, you two people, you know who you are watching and it's, I know you're feeling it at home. I had someone write me last night say the power of God was just coming straight through YouTube. It's awesome. Amen. So look, thank you so much. You may be seated. You may be seated. And as I said, it's interesting what Pastor preached. I'm going to bring it to you in a little bit of a different vein in the form of this message that many of us, I believe, because God really spoke this whole message to me and we did it in a retreat and I'm going to give it to you in a little bit of a condensed form. I'm not going to rush through it. But I am going to read certain notes because the way I crafted it, talk about craft and carved out, I did it as it ministered to me, and I want it to be able to minister to you. But this is called flourish. And I want that word to really penetrate you today. And I want you to always have that word in front of you. It's called flourish. I will give you definitions in a minute. But in God's design, because of what he did at Calvary, you are to flourish in life. And I'm going to show you today how that encompasses The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to show you today how you are still flourishing during the rough, the tough, and the I want to quit times. All right? I have a picture. See if we can get that picture of a seed in someone's hand. All right? And then can we do a side-by-side with the tomato? Or is it just the hand? It doesn't matter. Okay, we're good. Look. Let's do the hand. So we're going to work together, right, brother? (laughs) How about now show it to me? I can't tell if it's on there. Oh, it's on there. See? Okay, watch. There's a tomato. Go back to the seed. Go to the tomato. Go back to the seed. Go to the tomato. The picture of the seed. Let's go back to the seed. Is you and me. Jesus Christ came into our hearts, many of us. And if not today, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end. Get him in. (laughs) He came into our hearts in seed form. We got all of God. But have you discovered in your journey, you don't always walk all of God yet. Maybe after 25 years, you should start to see a lot of God walking through you, right? But right now, you might be at seed stage. Go to the tomato. You're becoming more and more like a tomato every day. Watch. You're becoming, let's, in, let's exchange the tomato picture with a picture of you. You're becoming more like the you that God intended you to be every day. Watch. You're becoming more and more, if that tomato were a picture of Jesus Christ. Seed form, and the more you go in your journey with Christ, you're looking more like what the intended goal is. Every day. 
So in one picture on the left, you'd be a seed, and the next picture would be Jesus. Because as you're born again, your goal in Christ, watch, is to continually be conformed to him. So I'm using a tomato just because that's a picture of a harvest from a seed. From the seed, seed brother, tomato. In between is called sanctification. And I'm doing it this way on purpose because this is your middle ground from seed to Jesus to tomato. What is sanctification? Biblically, it means to be set apart unto God. Your journey, should you decide to accept it? No, your journey <laughs> from seed to looking like Jesus is all the middle. What your pastor described today, quite frankly, the Abrahamic 25 years, the being set apart, the times in your life where you think this is so tough and God's saying, I'm trying to get you to look like me. You don't quite yet, so you're staying there until I see some tomato coming through. I heard this line. Just meditate on it after. After the seed, the south, after the seed, brother, <laughs> we live our lives from the finish line. I'm not trying to trip you. He comes in. In his mind, this is good news. Tomato picture. In his mind, you've made it. The cross. Is there a cross? Here's a, in his mind, this got you already. So you're living from this vantage point back. Not trying to trip your minds. It's just the way it is. You forget it in the journey because you're in the middle of the journey. But if you could keep flourish and seed and image of Christ is where I'm going at your forefront. It'll help you in the journey. God promised Abraham. Genesis 26, 4, if we have that in our notes. In your offspring... All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. It is God's intention for you. Now, I will touch this much briefly on the cultural definition of flourishing and being blessed versus the biblical. All right, don't tune me out. Psalm 92, 12 through 15, we'll put that on the screen. That's the most referenced scripture in the Bible regarding flourish. Let's look at it together. The righteous, who's righteous in here? Who's saved? Put your hand up. This is you. Listen, I'm speaking this over your life. You got it. This is you. You know what? Put your hand on your heart. Come on now, go with me. 
This is you. Say, this is me. me. What we're about to read read. applies to me. Because I'm righteous in Christ. Christ. All right, just making sure you're awake with me. The righteous shall flourish. Backing up my point. Like a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted, here we go. In the house of the Lord shall do what? Flourish. In the courts of our God. This next line for anyone over 30. No. Anyone over 40? No. Anyone over 50 is going to love this next line. And I'll break it down further at the end. They will still. Say still. Still. Bear fruit in old age. Look at the amens in here. Come on now. Yes. They shall be fresh. There's our word fresh. That has been a continual theme. I know it's called refreshing weekend, but there's an anointing on that this whole weekend. Fresh, fresh. They will be fresh and and my and, and I've got a version that says flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There's no unrighteousness in him. Definitions of flourishing as we can unplow and we're plowing through. These are a lot. I'm just going to rip through some of these definitions. I mean, I could do two, but I got, I've got it here. To flourish means to grow, to prosper, to bloom. You, you take your pick. To blossom, to develop, to do well, to expand, to, I love this one, to multiply. You know, you bless me about the double seed. I preached that already twice, gave you all the credit, but I said, you ought to see what pastors Jamie and Christine talk about the double seed blessing. I'm on it. I want it. I got it. I'm on it. (laughs) Multiply, succeed, thrive, amplify, arrive, augment, burgeon, increase. All these are definitions of flourishing. Score, be on top of the heap, bear fruit, come along, get ahead, get on, go great and hit it big. Great definitions of flourishing. You say, well, that sounds very cultural, not biblical. Stay with me. I'm about to go biblical. <laughs> because some of those are biblical as well. That's right. I have a pair, picture of some boxing gloves. Just let that sit up there for a minute. You see, are you all trial conscious and fight conscious? No, but I have been at it for 25 years. I have watched the lives of Jacob and Joseph and Esther and... I've watched them for a long, they have become, they have been my food for quite a few years, besides Jesus himself. A life that blooms, I write, just doesn't happen. Progress will require effort, don't tune me out, energy, stamina, sweat, persistence, perseverance. You all right with me? After that seed, you don't need to go to the picture of the seed. I know you got it. Seed gets planted after all. It's got to have air. It's got to have the right amount of water. It's got to have light. It's got to have space. It's got to have time. It's got to have the temperature correct. Only God does all this. To germinate and flourish. Equate it to your life. You have to have certain things happening in life that keep propelling you forward. Sometimes, right? And I don't even watch any boxing, so I don't... But I understand the fight. 
Paul taught me that I'm a soldier sometimes. He taught me that I'm a farmer sometimes. And he taught me that I'm an athlete sometimes. I get it. Amen? Doesn't just happen overnight for any of us. If it does, I'm a little suspect. Um, I wanted to say this. It's so easy to to, to only go to the flourishing part. It's the victories. It's the... It's the trophy. It's the award. It's the smiles. It's the, uh, what did I write here? Our degrees. The ribbon. That's the tendency. And I get it. And those are valuable. We do it all. But there's something that went down behind the scenes that's also part of that flourishing victory. Amen. Flourishing is interwoven with growth, with struggle, and with the fight. And again, if you think, why are you talking about fighting? Have you never had to fight for something in your life? Have you never had to take a scripture and put your feet on the ground and say, no, that's mine and I will stand because it's mine in Christ. True flourishing comes from embracing that difficulty. Now, stay with me. You do not do it in your own strength. I know I'm preaching to a church who knows this, but let me just reiterate it. I got some online folk. That growth and that fight comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. He stirs in you, and he gives you this. Sometimes you'll think, where did I get that? One you. But from the seed, he came. He said, I'm here. Pull on me. Uh, Make a demand on me. I'm growing in you. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. Amen? Amen? You got the Holy Ghost. You got Jesus in your corner. You got Father God. You got the Trinity. You know what's at stake? I said it. I opened it with the first night here. Your destiny and the legacy you leave behind. That's how serious I get about all of it. Someone's, a part of that leadership course was influence. Someone's following you somewhere. They just are. You do have a great responsibility. What a privilege, but what a challenge. It matters what you do on life, on the earth. Things are eternal. Did I know that at 30? No. I mean, I kind of had thoughts. I I intellectually grabbed things. But it's not as until we've walked through some things, I'll share just a couple more, that I thought, oh my gosh. To the point where God would sometimes pull back the curtain and say, you remember when you said that to so-and-so? They're operating in that because you spoke it. Sometimes great, yay, and sometimes not great. How do many of you know the gift you've been given, it can also become a, if you're not under the control of the Holy Spirit. And I remember I've had to repent for words and say, God, I didn't even know. And I can feel God at the moments would say, I know. That's why I couldn't advance you yet to certain things. I got to get this wild thing under control out there. People listen to you. You have influence. 
It matters. Amen. Sometimes it's a fight to do the right thing. The world's way of flourishing is, like I said, all the wonderful external things. Biblical flourishing embraces the struggle, embraces the growth. It also does this. Biblical flourishing, R.C. Sproul quote that you don't have to put up. Precious Rachel said, I even got your R.C. Sproul quote. I said, don't worry about it. I'm not going to use it. I'll paraphrase. Biblical flourishing is so much greater because instead of just your external trophies, your internal heart is so changed. Watch that you can now flourish psychologically. You can now flourish spiritually. You can now flourish physically. You can now flourish financially. The kingdom of the living God has been opened for you. That's biblical flourishing. And you might say, well, you said it had boxing. Have you never had to take a stand for those things that I just said? It's worth every ounce, every ounce of the fight, every ounce. This is where the change takes place. Our pastor, Pastor Paris Bailey, I went through a few of these with her and She's, I said, Paris, remember when you quoted that there's blessings in the deep? She says, Anna, don't you remember that was on the story of Joseph? So we went back. And Joseph, after he had been through it all, what is proclaimed over him? You're a fruitful bow. And his destiny began to unfold. And it's there where it says the blessings, Joseph, aren't just in your ribbon and your trophy. But they're in the deep. When you had to withstand the pit, and you had to, you know the story, withstand everything. You had to withstand Potiphar. You had to withstand for 13 years. That's the deep. And through it all, each time, you were being stretched and formed and trained and tested. No wonder, finally, I did James, Peter, John, and Jude. That's the class you said in, Pastor. And James would say, count it all joy. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. When you encounter various trials, and he didn't say temptations, but he'd say various trials. When you encounter, when you peripito are enveloped in falling headlong into a variety of trials. And I'd be like, really? I can tell you today, really? Because had I not walked through those with Jesus, never alone, gosh, I wouldn't have made it. Had I not walked through those peripicto falling headlong into some of those to wake me up and go, what was that? I wouldn't have learned the way I've learned. Amen. Let's look at a couple people real fast in our Bibles to show you. Let me prove it. Because sometimes only in the fight do you see the supernatural taking place. Jacob wrestled with an angel. What was happening? It was signifying a new chapter for Jacob, though he couldn't get it yet. Watch while wrestling. He wrestled all night with the angel of God because he had been called, watch me, a surplanter, a deceiver. God wrestled with him and said, what is your name? He said, I'm a deceiver. I'm a, what is your name? I'm a deceiver. What wrestle is your name? He saw an Israel in him. He said, I will wrestle you to the ground, boy, to get the Israel in you out. Because that is the tomato that I have put inside of you. You can't see it yet, but I see it. 
And I'll wrestle you to the ground if I have to because I got your destiny. Jacob wrestles all night long, and God says, you have prevailed. You were determined. You stuck it out, and now you are Israel. God's got more for you than you even know. What about David? Um, You know his story. He's one of my favorites. On the way, he meets Goliath. 13 years, he's on the run, hiding in caves. What's happening in those 13 years? He's clinging to God for his very breath. It's the 13 years that transform him, that changed him. Here's the fight. Was he flourishing? Didn't look like it on the outside. His own brother said, who are you? Get away from here. You're just coming here. You're a little punk. You weren't even recognized. What a fight he must have had. Not even understanding all the time that he's in a fight. That just came to me. But God. He's flourishing in the only way he knew how, but no one could see it until the tomato starts coming. Let me keep going. Esther, where's Hadassah? Where's Hadassah? Esther. Esther, right there. Hadassah. <laughs> In circumstances beyond her control, she fasts and she prays. Is that a struggle? If you're like me, fasting, it's not a, it's not a joy ride for me. But she does it. And she fasts and she prays and she gathers her handmaids and she says, you know what? If I perish, I perish. I got a job to do. Joseph, I just shared with about him. Each stage of the pit to the imprisonment to Potiphar's wife is stretching him, flourishing, though it doesn't look like it. There's no ribbon yet. Quickly, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18, backing myself up scripturally again. Therefore, as a result of everything I just shared, we don't lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now watch. For our light affliction. Say it's light. <laughs> which is but for a moment, is working. Did you get it? The light affliction I'm going through, isn't it interesting that Paul defined it as a light affliction? To you, you're going through hell. Paul said it's a light affliction. He said, and guess what else? You're not wasting it. It's working something. A far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. We don't look at things that are seen. Big, big trial in life. Let me tell you, that's one of your number one trials. To not look at something as it's seen. But the things which are not seen, for the things that you see are temporary, the things that are not are eternal. My question, what, do you, what have you had to fight for? Is it worth it? Can you start seeing some eternity placed on it? Can you start to see, whoa, if I hadn't fill in the blank, then I would never fill in the blank. And as much as I hated fill in the blank, really, the tomato, I see a tomato happening. One more illustration to prove to you that you're flourishing. 
even in the tough times. I think of a picture of a tree, four trees. Let's, let's stay on there a minute. Look at those trees. The one to, the, the one to your left, these are four seasons of your lives. I want you to hear me. The one that you see there is bare. We call it winter. There's no fruit, no leaves are evident. It looks almost dead, but how it looks, this is what I keep going to, is not an accurate gauge of what's going on inside. It's still flourishing. Why, Anna? Because it's storing up energy for the growth of the fruit of the later season that's about to come. It's flourishing. In the way that season intended it to flourish. I was going to give an example of something Mike and I went through. I'll paraphrase it so fast. In our 30s, both of us have had different stepping outs of the flesh in jobs, ministry even. And we soon found out, oops. And I say that lightly, but... Our oops turned into months of face on the ground. Please, God, please give us another chance. We didn't realize the ignorance of our babyhood Christianity. I'm just saying. And one day we were in some financial struggles because my husband, bless his heart, he, he felt God had spoken to him a certain thing. Watch, lest you think you're a failure in something. I'm going to prove you otherwise. Didn't happen the way he thought it was going to happen. Took a financial hit for us. I had just, I had just at that moment, watch God, left a seven-year salary at Victory Church being on staff to start ADM. Ends. Doesn't work. Almost, he gave me permission, almost bankrupt. Starting. No partners yet, no nothing, but a word from God. You talk about learning to walk by faith and not by sight. Someone has God so faithful said, I've got six cassette to cassette. This is how long ago. It was cassette tapes for you to listen to on financial freedom. It wasn't Ramsey. That's the title. It just popped in my head. Financial stewardship. Bald, cried, kicked, begged. And I'm an heir. I just didn't know anybody. That's all I knew to do, get on my face and say, please, I was ignorant. We, were, we, tr- we didn't know any better. I'm not trying to be, give you excuses. I just didn't know. He didn't know. We were in our 30s. Little by little. Everyone say little by little. God would give us an idea. Hey, Mike, start consulting over there in the Crowley area. Can I consult in the Crowley area? Uh, we actually could use someone one day a month. Was one day a month. Okay, well, we got a mortgage and two kids in private school, but one day a month, we'll take. I went into my closet. I pulled out stuff. I gave stuff. I I learned the principles. I won't take too much time on that. It's another whole story, but of giving. Our whole church does that with FTM, Feed the Multitudes. I learned it in our own personal way. I gave anything I could. I just gave. I said, God, whatever. I got to... Have you ever been desperate? <laughs> I had to unlock some things. Yeah. Something was locked. It was probably in my heart. And I said, what? Ta- what? What? Take. 
Was God trying to be mean to me? No, he's trying to show me, hey, there's going to be some consequences. I kind of tried to warn you guys. Really, if the truth be told, too, we talk about how we did get some warnings, but we were 30 and full of ourselves. Like, oh, we got it, we got it. No, we didn't have it. <laughs> and God had to show us. He was so faithful. My husband today is the vice president of that very company where he once did once a month consulting. Amen. Amen. Did it happen overnight? No. Did my ministry happen overnight? Like pastor said, no. We were flourishing. Just not the way we thought it was supposed to look. But our biblical flourishing kicked into gear. God had to reroute and rewire my mindset on what biblical, on what cultural flourishing looked like. And he reworked me. Does that mean we never are allowed to have anything? Not, not even in your, hey, God, you know what? He I got a beautiful home today. God doesn't care. The home doesn't have me. I don't, I don't work for the home. I don't work to, I'm a swimmer. I don't work to swim. I just needed a pool. I, you see what I'm saying? Was I flourishing in those days, though, that I walked around the track begging God? You know, I was. You know why? I was being stretched and pulled and rerouting of my thinking. I was flourishing. During that season, the only way I knew how. That bear tree, if you're bear today and you're struggling because you're looking at someone else, danger, I can't even get into that, danger. That's why this place is so unique. I don't see your pastor striving and comparing. That just came to me. I don't, I don't feel that. Don't do it. You're on your journey. You stay on your path. You go with where you got to go. If someone wants to catch up, great. Bless them, great, fantastic. But as far as you and your house, you're, doing, you're surviving, and then you're going to go into thriving. Amen. Let's look at a couple other seasons of those trees. Then there's springtime of the seasons, new growth. Not yet established and strong, but God's taking you along. It, that can be a time of vulnerability, but those new shoots that are coming out from the time of being bare. Yes. You're starting to see a little bit of a green tomato, maybe. You're starting to look a little bit like Jesus. Amen. Summer. This is according to the trees. In fact, I even for the uh, conference had an uh, arborist talk to him. Blah, blah, blah. He said this is pretty accurate. Summer, obvious mature growth with flowering and fruit. Now, for us, summer down here is 120 degrees and, you know. But this is what this tree is. I'm just showing you seasons of life. Autumn, the leaves fall. The seasons passed with its usefulness, and it's going to go around to another season to get ready again. Watch this. In all the seasons the tree is flourishing, it's expressing itself differently per season. Let it go. Let it go. Everything we do, that's me pounding. Thank you, Pastor. Everything we do, listen to this line, in the current season is preparing us for the next. That's why you don't hate it. That's why you don't get upset and say, I'm, I'm so sick of this. Well, you might say it, but it's not in your heart. It's only preparing you 
for the next season coming down the pike. Because guess what, brothers and sisters? It's coming. Embrace it. Feel it. That's why every step is so essential to the next. I'm going to elaborate on Psalm 192 before we close, but I tell this story. I did radio for 10 years, and I had a lady call into the radio station, and actually she was a guest. I was there, and she was a guest. And the caller called in to this lady, and she said, can a woman have it all? This is for the ladies in here. I don't know if this would apply to the men, so, but this is something I heard from, for the women. Can a woman have it all? Here was her answer. And I thought this, she was like in her late 70s. I remember this. Here was her answer. Yes, watch, if she's willing to embrace the all during the different seasons of her life. In my 30s, I wasn't ready for so much of what's going on in ADM right now, in Adani Ministries right now. I had to embrace the season of brokenness, sweetly broken now, and re being rebuilt by the Spirit. I had to embrace the season of watching my husband and watching him go through the same process. I had to embrace the season I had two a mate, and my kids are amazing, at home and training them. I had to embrace it. All the while, I was doing Bible studies. But I'm just saying... Different seasons of life. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 92. We'll start bringing this to a little bit of a close. Let's break that scripture down again. I think I have it. Good, 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 good. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. He'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. They will, remember I said still, they will still bring forth fruit in old age. They'll be fat. Man, it's the only time, it's the only time I've ever enjoyed being called fat. They'll be fat Amen. and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He's my rock. There's no right, unrighteousness in him. This word still, remember I said let's focus on that a minute, flourishing people in here, has the idea of continuing duration. Beyond an expected point, watch the, watch the commentary, all life long. I don't care what age you are, neither does God. In God's kingdom, all life long, you are to still flourish. Still is a tran good translation because in most versions, in other words, the righteous will continue still bearing fruit their entire lives. I watched Marilyn Hickey for the first time, first time in probably 15 years. She's 91. Sitting on that YouTube, I was so blessed. I thought, you still got it. You got it. I just received. Still, remember, you will flourish like the palm tree. The date palm, bear with me, we're coming to a close. I know it might be hard with kids. Which was common in Israel, grows straight. It's the upright, majestic tree in its simplicity. Watch the older, thank you, Jesus, the tree gets. The sweeter and more abundant the fruit it produces. This is your Psalm 92, righteous scripture that is still bearing fruit in its old age. It can grow up to 33 yards. That's tall. With large fronded leaves, which span 5.5 yards, and they're tipped with sharp points, still bearing fruit. Well, why? What, why are we compared to the palm tree? 
In the spring, their large branches contain a multitude of small blossoms. Dates are harvested in the dying days of the summer from the tree, still bearing fruit in its old age. The date palm is extremely economical. With every part of the tree has its own use. Those leaves make ropes, baskets, and other woven goods such as crates from that one tree that you're compared to and I'm compared to. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, still bearing fruit. The wood is used for household interiors, furniture, and exterior areas. The leaf bases and the fruit stalks are used as fuel. The fruit is used for date vinegar, date chutney, sweet pickle. Of course, you can tell I don't cook. What's, I don't even know what chutney is. And date paste and flavoring, all from the same tree. Every part of that Judean palm has a purpose. Just like that, nothing you've been going through will be wasted if you will dedicate it to God. And recognize it's a season in your life that's probably required or necessary to handle the next chapter. I'm going to finish with this. Beth Moore was doing a, a, a thing called Chasing Vines. And what she did with her daughters, they went to Tuscany. Must be rough. No. Well, we're going to go sometime. We're going to go sometime. There you go. There you go. We'll make, it, we'll make it a trip. So she's there, and she's always been fascinated. It's so funny because I have two by seed, time, harvest, growth, fruit. And they wanted to go to the vineyards. Of course, John 14, John 15. We all know that story well. But let me just read to you. It's not too long what she said, and it just touched my heart as we come to a close because I want to speak this over your life. All right, everyone's good. We're still in tune. She calls it chasing vines, chasing the next season of what God is doing in her life. Let's look. She says this. You could, you could say, I started chasing vines in Tuscany in the backseat of an Italian taxi. But in reality, I started chasing vines way back when I was nine years old, sitting in a church pew in my patent leather shoes. My soul felt the call to the vineyard. And the divine vine, long before I knew to put it in those words, I feel like I'm going to ball like a baby. I'm going to pull this together. I feel the anointing. I just knew I wanted to be part of something grander than my own ordinary existence. I wanted my life to matter. Many years have passed since then, but in some ways, not much has changed. I still want something that makes everything in my life matter. The agonizing part, and the glorious parts in between. And I wonder, how did it all start for you? When did you start chasing vines? When did you begin dreaming that one day you'd be chosen for, chosen for something bigger than your own life? I'm speaking, I'm speaking destiny to someone. I can feel it. When did this start for you? And why did you let it die? If God's stirring in you, we need you pick it back up today. When did you start hoping that you could be got part of God's matchless plan? And she says this. I'm fairly certain we won't need taxis in heaven. 
But if we did, I imagine Jesus might meet you at the gates, throw his arms around you, and then hop into your taxi cab and give you a retrospective tour of your life. Now stand with me, because I may just, I got to pull it. The way I picture it, she says, you'll watch everything biography-like, seeing the highlights and the lowlights, but through redeemed eyes. Jesus is going to point out the window and he'll say, see that rocky patch over there? The rough terrain that tore the soles from your shoes and left your feet black and blue. It was part of making you into the person you are now. You'll pass by a place you live for a spell, a place you never would have chosen if it had been up to you. That spot was no accident, he'll say. You were right where you were supposed to be. In fact, that is sacred ground now. He'll pull you over in a field to let you get a close-up at the soil. He'll show you how deep your roots went. Deeper than you would have ever imagined. And while you're poking around in that dirt, he'll show you how the dead things were actually part of the hummus of your life. And I looked that word up and it's the things that contribute to make you you. Amen. And it'll take you on a series of stops to look back on the most excruciating scenes you've endured. The place where you were pruned within an inch of your life. Anyone? The place where pestilence nearly finished you off. I'm not trying to be dramatic, I just, I understand this. Your pastor shared it. The place that was heaped with more manure than you could throw a pitchfork at. But this time, you won't see the pruning shears or the blight-eaten leaves or the dung pile. You'll only see the beauty that came from those ashes and the joy that sprung out of M-O-U-R-N, mourning, the praise that grew out of soil despair. I'm speaking it over your lives. She finishes, finally. Jesus will show you a field with basket upon basket of plump, ripe grapes. Where did this harvest come from, you'll wonder? The vine dresser will grin from ear to ear. This is the fruit of your life. So sorry. You know how I like to make things grow. Then he'll put his arm around you. There was never a moment I was not with you. I was singing over you the whole time. That's the curious thing about chasing vines. Somewhere along the way, we discover that the vine dresser has been chasing us all along. And he makes everything matter. Let's stand up. Lord. Jesus. you dare let anyone tell you otherwise tune their voices out if they tell you otherwise you may have to do that for one of those seasons because deep down you know I'm doing everything I know to do you'll see the fruit the fruits the Lord says the fruit is coming that tomato is bursting forth you can't see it quite yet but I am doing that work in you says the Lord
Stand strong. Shore up. Get your ground. Get your bearings. Don't slip back. Those things that were stirring in you, they are from me. You get a little tripped up on the time frame, and I understand that, says God. So did everyone else in my Bible. <laughs> I believe we're on holy ground right now. I love how Pastor Jamie, I've never heard anyone share the journey like that. Never, never. And during an offering teaching. But it showed me that he understands some things. And he gets it. Just take a moment. He said, we're not in a hurry. Those are some powerful seeds that went forth. I felt it coming out of me. Thank you for bearing with my crying man. We rejoice together and we weep together. Let it soak in a minute. God, there's an anointing in here. see hopes. I do. Restored. I do. Thank you, God. I see hopes coming together again. Some of you are thinking, it's all right, man. That's what you got to do. You're processing. show me some of you really have other family members on your hearts and it hurts my heart for you because I know what it's like to stand in the gap don't stop you're their link you're the link the Lord's saying you're the link I know you hate some stuff but you're the link if you stop where are they going to go healing going on in this room right now. Thank you, Jesus. He's tender, isn't he? He's kind of showing you a few things like, wow, I never thought of it that way before. Yes, that's why I was brought here. What are you doing? I'm just, I'm humming the Holy Spirit. I'm humming in the Holy Spirit. Because I feel His presence. Mm -hmm. 
love that I'm in a place I can let my tears flow. Lord, I got a job to do. Some of you are getting some, some downloads right about now. Some things you've been on the border about. You've been on the fringe. I feel you coming back. I feel you coming back. This is a great weekend and a great day, says God. That pendulum that started, it is for you. You're reconsidering some things, aren't you? You're rethinking some situations, aren't you? You know why? You're doing it through redeemed eyes now. You're doing it through that flourishing heart that otherwise you didn't recognize you were flourishing. I see a tomato on you. I see a tomato on you. <laughs> letting them flow. gracious I want to do this I don't know the whole congregation you guys are, all know each other but I've told the Lord I to do my best I'll never leave a place without giving someone an opportunity if they don't already know Christ or they need to come back I'm telling you folks if ever there was a day and a time to get it right with God it is now You know what that is? That's just getting rid of self. Or maybe you need to rededicate. Maybe you've been, gotten stirred. You're like, you know what? I just want to. I just want to start over. I want a fresh start. If that's you and you'd like to come forward, I'll pray with you. You'll mark today. It will be your marking day. A brand new. If you need to come forward, I'll wait. Fresh start. New beginning. Again, you might already know Jesus. How's it going? 
is all right within your soul. Oh God, give the people courage. Give them the strength to forego people's opinions. This is critical. This is eternal. This is their lives. Amen. Let me do another altar call. down here. Oh, I'm singing in this. I'm just singing. Seriously? If you felt the tug of God, if I walk past their pastor, will my mic set off like a... If I come down, will my mic... Am I... Okay. Bear with me. I'm not going to ruin this anointing. Holy Spirit stirring you. You see flourishing now differently. You start saying, wow, I think I'm going to be all right. You just want to come forward and seal the deal. I'll just, I'll just lay hands on you. What did Jesus do? What was his MO? He would teach. He would preach. He would lay hands. That was his point of contact. He would lay hands and say, I agree with you. He would cast out devils. The sick would recover. But he would, that was his Emma. He would go into the synagogues. He would go into the fields and teach. And he would preach. And he would lay hands and say, I agree with you. There's such an anointing in here for healing. Emotion, I sense emotional. Of course, if you need physical, of course. But I sense a strong, thank you women for already coming up. You feel it, you can tell. So you're coming up and it's between you and God, but there's something happening. That you're at this altar and you're saying, okay, this is my day. Something bore witness with you. And I'm just going to agree. So if you want to start going into a song, Christine, it would be great. And I'll wait. I just know there's so many others in this room. The boldness and the things that jump off of you when you come forward, kind of like in that, in a neat way, like in your face to the enemy kind of stuff. I'm kind of an in your face to the enemy person. <laughs> I'll wait.